Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday the 16th of May 2020. I'm your host John Walker and with me this week is Gordo. All right. And Andy. Hello. Um, so I, take it, first... I, take it, I take it the screens are, are different because yeah. you know, usually I... I go first. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm, so used to, I'm so used to the person being the right to me, the one I go to first, so that's what I've done. <laughs> that's what um, I've moved right. <laughs> This is recorded via the wonderful world of Zoom, so we figured out the last one we'd done was the 14th of March. And I think maybe about 10% of those games even went ahead. So this is us fresh start because German football's back, Korean football is back, and Belarusian football never fucking went away. I truth, truly only really became aware of it when the, the lockdown <laughs> it was, I'm sure it was there before, but it was not on my radar. Have you bet on any? I've not, I've not bet until the UFC there on Saturday for seven weeks. Uh, I don't have uh, into the UFC and I've done quite a lot of poker, but like apart from that. Yeah, I've, yeah. I, have, I have no football betting at all. Yeah. I think the first weekend, Sky Bet and William Hill were giving people free bets away to try and keep them on. And I had a couple of bets on virtual football. They lasted like two minutes on Sky Bet. Jeez, oh. yeah. Virtual yeah. football and virtual car racing are very depressing. <laughs> like that's the only things you ever see in like the screens in William Hill. You're like, what what is this? Like who's who's betting in this? So I stuck you know, a five I stuck a five pound free bet on uh I think it was like Everton versus it was like it was pro Ev names. Uh-huh. So, so it was maybe like Mersey Blue versus Old Trafford. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet on Man U to win two one and it was like eleven to one. So I got a five pound free bet, I got fifty five quid back, which I then just took out because I was like, well, I need this money. Oh well, yeah, why? Why would I keep this in here? You know how you, what you know, Go. What I'm excited about is all my preseason bets on Bet three six five look <laughs> like they suddenly have a chance again because Dundee United are in a lot of them and they paid that out. Leeds to finish in the top six has paid out. And very possibly Arsenal to finish in the top four will get a void next to it. So I could be looking at like winning quite a few accumulators now. I can't believe it, it took Just, a global pandemic for your betting to like sail home. Like that's a, all I needed was basically a mass hysteria. Yeah, brilliant. If they, if they, if they could just cancel that English Premier League, then you know my, I'd be delighted. Do you know my real bitterness as a Rangers fan is... If we, could just, if we could just have called this before the new year. <laughs> yeah, I just just roll it from then. That's the... Uh, seems the fairest way. The coronavirus could just have happened before we went to Dubai. Dumbai, is it not? <laughs> oh. But yeah. What have, have he's been up to anyway? Playing a lot of darts. Doing a lot of running. That's about it. Nothing really exciting. Boozing. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Similar apart from running. I took it very seriously at the start, like um, that I was going to get fat. 
I wasn't going to drink because I was paranoid that like everything I read was, oh, don't lower your immune system. And I was like, fuck this, I'm not fucking sitting in the house drinking for 12 weeks. That's depressing. And I was going running and I'd done about three or four or five Ks and went, nah, I'm just going to start boozing every day now. And that's been me since. That's good. It's good to have a hobby. Yeah, it's a rhythm you've got yourself into. That's good. <laughs> um, I distracted myself with all the quizzes, so that was something. Aye, they were they were good. I enjoyed that. Um, but is I, anyone I think... is anyone matched you yet, Gordo? Not really. It's a tough score, to be honest, to to to, to really get to. <laughs> but aye, so it's uh, it's just just you know it's it's one of those things. Tough questions come up and. Then... <laughs> And then uh, there you are. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Um, so I was just going to do a quick uh, update on the Scots Abroad stuff because it's the easiest thing to do. So yeah. Ryan Gold, who we had an interview out with, has actually been promoted to the Premier League. So Whenever next season starts, Ryan Gold, wherever he may be with Ferenza or a team that he moves to, he will be in the top league in Portugal. Nice. Uh, Claire, Claire Elmsley won the championship and the final cup game, so they obviously should win the league already. But then you have the grand final, which is like the top mm. four playoff mm-hmm. in the semis and finals. So she won that. Charlie Gilmore's back at Norwich, so although we've done an interview with him, unless he gets loaned out again to a European side, we probably won't follow him too much. So main points are congratulations to Ryan Gold and Claire Elmsley. Yeah, both of them. I'm well pleased for Goldie after his interview as well because clearly such a down-to-earth guy and he's now getting the rewards for what he's been trying for five years to do. So, Yeah, and I hope off the back of this, if somebody started following us called Jamie Gold, so I, I'm assuming it's a relative. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping yeah. that we just become the, the Gold's family podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's Get on the, the Spotify subscription. That's what it's all about. <laughs> In the Gold household. So we were saying before we started, in April, we cancelled the Patreon payments and we tried to do the same in May. Fuck knows what happened. Um, so people got money taken off. And we messaged everyone. Everyone came back pretty unanimously just to say, like, we're all right, just keep the money. So this is basically speaking to all the Patreons who get this as a video. If you want us to freeze June, we'll freeze June. And we're just going to take your steer. Andy, you're a Patreon as well. Your brother's a Patreon. It's entirely up to you guys. What we don't want is people to be out of pocket. We had four or five people leave. And... We totally respect that, but we didn't want people to leave as a result of this. We wanted to freeze payments until this all like, picked up again and people knew what they're doing. So we're happy to freeze it for as long as um, the majority are there. And obviously, we would probably ask that nobody joins until the season's back up and running and we know exactly what's happening with everyone's wages. So we won't be pushing Patreon until that yeah. is. It's just the people who are there just now. If you want us to keep going, we'll try and do different things. By all means, have fucking suggestions because it's pretty much right now WWE, UFC, and some football. Yeah. Hi. Well, um, I'm happy to keep doing it. I just paid my season ticket for next season, and there's absolutely no guarantee of anything. <laughs> so, but I want there to be a club there when I to go back to. Well, so. that's a good point. And did you want to just explain that to people that are maybe listening outside the UK for some reason? Exactly what the issue is with us just now? Because Leeds United have come out and said that they do not expect to have a full capacity crowd in their stadium until at least 2021. Yeah. Well, we, 
So in Scotland, it's slightly different from from England. We seem to be slightly stricter with our with our government's regulations so far. So they've relaxed things a wee bit in England now. Um, they've not done so in Scotland. But obviously, clubs need money to survive. So my club, Dundee United, uh, like the vast majority of football teams, have put their season tickets for next season on sale already without any guarantee of how many games <laughs> you'll actually get to see. Uh, but most of our fans have, have renewed, existing season ticket holders have renewed for next year already. I know Partick Thistle went out to their fans last year and went, look, as a result of you not getting all the games you paid for, we're, we're happy to reimburse you. And 94, I think 94 or 96% of Partick Thistle fans rejected any reimbursement and went, no, just keep the money. And apparently that saved them something like 75 grand, which the Partick Thistle yeah. might be the difference between actually having to enter some sort of administration because they are debt-free, but they still need to run a club now. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And, and money's scarce in football. Uh, I know they pay huge salaries and, and things like this, but at the end of the day, that's only the very top-tier clubs. Every other club's taken a substantial hit from this. Yeah, because obviously our producer, Gary Black, so there's a big difference. So Gary Black said that people should be, I don't know, maybe crowdfunding for clubs if clubs are that in need. But I think the season ticket is the only way you can really fund a club with knowing their intentions. I but, that, but, but this is this is essentially crowdfunding. Like yeah. I am, I'm paying for my season ticket. Very much aware it may just be a donation. Yeah, and that that was something I wouldn't be willing to do. Like I'm still turning and throwing because as it stands, I don't have a job. And my season ticket at Rangers seven hundred twenty-five quid. The games that I'm missing, so four home games at the end of the season will still be come. That was like 150, 160 quid to me that I am not being offered as a reimbursement. And then insinuation for Rangers is that they're freezing the prices. The, the season ticket was never going to go up 160 quid. No. So I, I, don't, I know, but they're, they're in a difficult position as well, though. They need, they need income. But they shouldn't, Andy. This, this is the point, man. We're eight years ago. It's going to be cutting me more than the Rangers ever. Eight uh, years ago. Eight years ago, everything happened. It's not that long ago. We shouldn't be reaping in 22 million in season ticket prices and then a European run that gains 11 million and maybe not be able to run past three months without uh, money coming in. Yeah. We should have a fortune sitting there. We should have millions sitting there. But we clearly don't because we're obviously got a big wage bill, right, with players that were brought in. But it shouldn't be up to fans to sell tickets. And then I just, I've said to people, communications for clubs or anywhere, you're sitting laughing at the government for nobody but clearly and concisely communicate a simple fucking action that we have to take. And Rangers released a season ticket update which said, here's the season ticket prices, it's frozen. Here's the pricing structure. You have until the 30th of June to decide whether you want to renew. But the first payment's the 27th of May and the second payment's the 26th of June. So what happens on the 30th of June if you renew? Do you get charged half your season ticket? Yeah, I do too- And then they released, um, I think, I don't know if you've seen, they released the thing called My Jails. Did you see that? No. And it was basically meant for people outside the UK to have a subscription to Rangers and help fund them. Mm. But they were giving people like uh, travel club points. So see if you'd went to every away European game last year. Somebody who ordered this uh, £8 subscription had more travel points than you. <laughs> That's insane. So, so it's like, don't do a communication unless you know what you're actually trying to get out of it. Well, I'm I'm excited at the prospect of football returning eventually, and um, I want my club certainly to be in a financially stable enough position to be able to hit the ground running. And right. they'll be in the top division as well, hopefully. And we should should be in the top division. So, what was it? 
What were you thinking about the, re- the restructure then, God? Are you quite happy because Hearts have been chucked at the league, right? That's all I wanted from this. You know, <laughs> so so me me personally, I would welcome some sort of league reconstruction. Hopefully, with more teams in the top play. division. Yeah, and, and and in and in lower divisions. Like, why yeah. not just have two leagues? Um, I, I would have sixteen teams, maybe eighteen. I think sixteen would be fine. Play everyone twice, thirty games. Sit down. Yep. Make the cups more important. Maybe make the cup game. Aye, aye, yeah. I don't even think that because obviously the issue is they want they want the old firm to play four times. That's the issue. Uh, And and as someone that goes to games, basically all the games, I I would really like fourteen different away games. That's quite cool. Going to like different day out, different different cities, different stadiums, rather than playing the same teams repetitively over and over and over again. And I know Dundee United as a club are against reconstruction. Like we we've come out and said we don't want that. But again, that'll be that that's money driven. That's so we get more games against Rangers, more games against Celtic, more money in. But it's just boring, isn't it? Can you not? Um, could could the Rangers and Celtic not host some kind of like mini cup with each other, like just mid season, like and then they can get those oh, two Rangers games. and Celtic. I uh, just the two years. Yeah, that's, that's the last thing we need. Just the two of you can play each other a home game and an away game and you can have like I don't know the Glasgow Cup and Partick can be third anyway. We don't have to play the, anyone. The Glasgow series. <laughs> yeah. Are you best of seven games actually? Best of seven just in the middle just over summer. Sky can televise it all they like. Al McGregor can pitch. That's all I'm going to <laughs> So what's, what's the best thing that you've done as a result of this? What Or what's the most fun of a thing. My thing that I'm enjoying the most right now is Euro 96 being on. Yeah, I've started watching the old World Series, like the baseball, because I missed, like, I only got into baseball two years ago, so I missed a hundred years of baseball. <laughs> so, <laughs> quite a lot to catch up on. 2011 is really good. Yeah, well, there's, 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 there's plenty of stuff that was decent, so I've been watching um, that, and also uh, SB Nation. Um, I've released uh-huh. a really good documentary about the Seattle Mariners, which I enjoyed watching, about how they, like, continually just keep the, the most bizarre team in baseball. Like they, they come close to death hundred like five times over a ten year period. Like their stadium burnt down, ceiling panels started falling off and hitting people in preseason. Like it's just it's mental. But it was really good. So I aside of that, probably that's that's the best thing I've been doing. Andy, what you got? Apart from shaving your head, obviously. Oh shave my head. Yeah that was good. <laughs> yeah that was that was fun. I've lost about fifteen kilos. So that's all right. Getting healthier. It's in bookie weight. That's it. It's just a good I've been watching a lot of Columbo. That's it. Interesting. Where? Where? In, in, my, in my house. <laughs> One more thing, right, Andy? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but is it just on? Is it on? Just on TV? No, I own all. I own all the TV. I, I own all the seasons twice. Once because I bought them as they were released, and then nice. Then, because I bought the special cigar box, like it was Mummy Alyssa's birthday, and she's married to my best pal, and he got her the full Fraser box set for her birthday, and I'm already like trying to figure out how quickly they can watch eleven seasons and me to just take it off them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I oh, for me, it's been seeing Amazon. It's hit and miss. Amazon Prime's got all the World Cups from about uh, seventy onwards. Really? Right. I yeah. Didn't 
But that's some good because they're the, they're the only ones you need. Nineteen seventy hours. If you can, if you can get the, if you can get a box set that's got nineteen sixty and before as well, those two box sets, brilliant. Nineteen sixty-two, sorry. Yeah, and but some of them are really badly shot. So see the the Russian World Cup. It mainly focuses around Russia's participation and some other games in the group. And then thereafter, it's like quarterfinal, semi-final, final. That's fine. The only good one that I'd say really stands out is a 2006, because that's just all goals. Yeah. So the yeah. 2006 World Cup and the 2014, those are the two to watch. The 2006 World Cup, by the way, it's a two-hour documentary. Some of the goals in that tournament are unbelievable. Like from the very first one, which was Philip Lambs, where he cuts inside for the left and fires in the top corner. Costa Rica. To- yeah. Versus, yeah, yeah. And then Torsten Frings scores an absolute screamer for about 40 yards oh. uh, to make it 4 2. I was like, oh my God. And it just it seemed like every game I was like, I forgot I forgot that player was there. I forgot how good that goal was. It was fucking amazing, man. I had watched bits of the 2010 World Cup again <sighs> recently, purely for the. I watched a. Uh, a, a, a mini documentary somebody put on YouTube about why the Javelani was so weird like yeah, mm, the ball. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. absolutely bizarre and uh, it, it was and they're so expensive to get now because like they, they pretty much they stopped they stopped making them after the World Cup and like they became a collector's item and uh, it, only Diego Forlan really had control of that ball <laughs> no one else had worked out how to do anything with it that was the one that was the one my Lampard made it to each but it wasn't it was not counted. Yes. Even, yes. Though, even though it was about a yard and a half over the line. You mean the single yeah. greatest moment in English football? Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> they were 4-1 down when five minutes to the second half. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Watch that in the Merchant City's O'Neill's. That match. I watched it in this room that I'm currently recording this from. Howling. And then, um, so, Angus, it's not out yet, but I interviewed Derek Ray, who's a massive football commentator but he does the FIFA yeah. commentary yeah. and he, he was talk, talking about him with German football after we were recording and he was recommended have you ever listened uh, read Dash Reboot Andy? No Oh it's on an audiobook if you have Audible and you've got any credits Dash yeah, Reboot cool. it's about the restructure of German football pretty much after they get knocked out of France in eight by Croatia Yeah yeah Betty Votes has said if we don't invest in youth we're in trouble Barry Vogts doesn't get enough credit for what he did back then. Oh, he was the only one pushing it. He said it after he said it after Euro '96. Yeah, apparently he said he, after he basically did that. He drove that. He spearheaded that. Yeah, because it's got quotes from him in uh, Euro '96, and it was him. And then Bierhoff's the technical manager of the full thing, and he yeah. said to, he said to him at the time, "We've just maxed over our biggest problems. We have an aging team that are doing nothing." And then everyone thought he was mental because they went to the 2002 World Cup and almost won it. Yeah. And then they went to Euro 2004 and were a fucking shambles. But it's excellent because it just keeps jumping back between the 2014 uh, competition and Betty votes and then forward like that. Yeah. Just keeping going forward. The whole thing's amazing. But you also realise how much, if you watch anything Scotland doing, how much Malky Mackay's just trying to copy what they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everything, like everything, enforced youth coaches at certain levels. I kill. That's fine when every German team is putting in a million euros to do that. How are them Barton meant to do that here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people I think... buying season tickets. That's how John. <laughs> You're patient you know, at the producer. Did you not say that Bertie Volks has his World Cup 
winners. What is it? Is World Cup winners trophy? So if you if you win the World Cup as an individual as part of that team, you get a small replica World Cup, uh, <gasps> like this size. Right. And I was I was watching coverage of one one of the recent World Cups, and Jurgen Klinsmann was asked where he keeps his, and it's in like a safety deposit box somewhere. Bertie Vogts is like on the mantelpiece in his house next to something his kid made in like woodwork <laughs> class. I've seen a photograph of it, right? Because my my little brother Michael is is good friends with uh, Bertie's son because uh, they went they were in school together when Bertie managed over here. So he was across, and he's just like, what is that on the mantelpiece? It's like, oh, yeah, that's his dad's World Cup. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> just sitting there, like, it's, a, it's nothing. It's, it's wonderful. That's an amazing, pure old person thing that does that exists in every country in the world. My grandma, my, my grandma's like MBE was just in, like, the drawer next to the TV remotes in the living room. Aye, yeah. Just sat there, like, oh, aye. It's what's, what's, what's next. Yeah, it's like it's World Cup. What's next? It like literally something Justin made in school, like a kid like hammering some nails into some wood. Oh, it's brilliant. I mean, I mean we should probably we should probably use that Andy to get better votes in the podcast. Yeah, see if he'd, see if he'd come on. If he talk about Scottish football, yeah. Oh, he'd have some insight, man, because he, he, he did an absolute demolition job on our squad oh. and brought through some... He ripped out all the guys that... Mate, he had to give people like Kevin Kyle caps to find out who was good. Yeah. Warren, Warren Cummings got a cap for Scotland. <laughs> Dun, Dun, Dundee United left back. Oh, I don't remember that, man. Gary Naismith must have been injured. Gary Kenneth got a cap. That wasn't him. That was, was, was Anna Walter Smith. That was later. Yeah, that was later. Jamie, Jamie um, Cummins got a cap during the Barry Volks era. I remember it. I think Barry saw something in him. That, but he was uh, the other thing Derek Ray was saying. If I it was it was, I was going to say he was saying it in an interview, so I won't talk about it. Oh well, anyway, the Costa Rica manager that, that beat us at the World Cup in Italy '90 wanted the Scotland job like around '94, and was like as if like because Derek Ray was in and amongst Scottish football, he was talking to Derek Ray. Derek Ray had like hookups. Like he could just like um, get him Derek the Ray said he was like phoning him and he was like going, I want the Scotland job. Can you try and sort this out? <laughs> because it was like, can I get a job with your mate and McDonald's? Because I need a job. I just feel like his, he's just the hiring manager. <laughs> I, I know what he's like. I'll, I'll bring you in. Put in a good word, please. To be but, fair, you could have, see if he tried that around 2006, he'd have got that. Like, had, nobody wanted that job like around the Craig Levine era. Oh, here, I forgot Craig Levine was even Scotland manager. You know that? I'm looking at Gavin Ray's career just now because I'm interviewing him tomorrow. And I was going, wait, well, it's either Alex McLeish or George Burley that gave him that cap. Yeah. And then my mates like to me, no, Craig Levine must have given him a cap later on. And I went, what? And then I looked by and I was like, oh my God, I forgot that even happened. And I don't know how I forgot that because of 4-6-0. I think, I think see, after that 4-6-0 game, so um, my dad has followed Scotland like for years. like and was at all the World Cups that we attended, 90s and 80s, uh, and European Championships. And uh, he was saying that during that uh, the, the, that 4 6 zero, like, he was the first time he was ever like, I don't think I can go back and watch Scotland for a while. Like, see, like, it's been so long. I, I just remember how fucking livid he was after that game. It's like, why go and show zero intent? Like, it's not even turning up. It's it's you may as well have had cardboard cutouts of the players. You remember the weirdest well, part about that I game? Was, I think I think he was playing for a draw. 
And in yeah. fairness, if we got the draw, it would have been good enough. But the weirdest thing was he still played Kenny Miller and Jamie Mackey, but he yeah, played he them wide of back. nobody. And Jamie yeah. Mackey was the top scorer in the English Championship at the time. He's at QPR at that point, wasn't he? Hi, yeah. Ryan. This is going to be a bit different, obviously, because we only have one card to pick from, really, because we yep. don't know anything about Belarusian football. And as of yet, we don't know anything about South Korea football. But there is a new Twitter page, the, the K-League show. It's run by Ant McGinley, who does on the left side. It's a brand new show. They're basically going to be doing what we do for the Korean League. So we're probably going to try and do some sort of crossover while they just give us a read from what they're doing or they come on during the podcast in the future and give us something to do. But we are only focusing on the German League. Yeah, uh, I believe it's only Bundesliga 1 and 2 that's back. Yeah, the lower divisions yep. are... No yeah. no spectators, obviously. Yeah. Yep. So but all what, games are live on BT Sport. Are they all live? Yeah. All games. All, 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 top, <laughs> all, all top tier. Maybe not the Vital League, but the, the top tier. Okay, yeah. okay. I hope they have that do the thing where they've got the agenda one channel that shows them all at once. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what it will be, to be honest. There will be like a, the BT goals for Champions League. Yeah. Yes. So I think the way we've worked it is we all tried to pick a bet. And I think it's worked out that I've chosen a banker. Andy's got a value and Gordo's got an outsider. That's yep. the best which way to all, offer. Which is also the best way historically that we should do it. Because, John, your banker results are better. <laughs> the, be- the best out of the three, my value results. And Gordo's outsider results, so it works well. Well, yeah. this is, ba- I mean, this is basically a stab in the dark, right? Because we have no idea what's happening. Like, I, my opinion on all this has been simple. These footballers have only went back to distance training, what, a week and a half ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This will be the longest they'll have not played football with people. And yeah. maybe, in the, maybe since they were about 12, because most of these people have came through academies that they've been in since that age, just judging by the German setup. So if they've been seven to eight weeks without football, I honestly believe we might see some absolute howlers. How do you man mark when you need to social distance? I know. You don't social distance, do you? <laughs> just imagine they the did. Rules imagine, don't apply it, now. It'd be like English Academy football, just everyone standing off and attacking yeah. each other. I thought you were going to go with a. Do you know what I mean? Celtic kept playing in Europe with zonal marking. Like that's it. It's just like, <laughs> convert it all to zonal. <laughs> the whole game. Yeah, he's through on goal high, but I'm I'm in the right zone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. So, my banker. Yes. Augsburg versus Wolfsburg. I am going for the simple bet of over 1.5 goals. You're getting that at odds of two to seven, so just over one to three. Augsburg overall have had 88 goals, games involving them, over 25 games. That's 3.5 to a game. The Wolfsburg, on the other hand, in the same 25 games, there has been 64 goals in those games. That's 2.56 a game. So both of them are in. But when you go back to just looking at Augsburg at home and Wolfsburg away, the odds get even greater. So it's Augsburg have had 45 goals in their 12 home games, which is 3.75 a game. So like a quarter of a goal increase. And Wolfsburg in their away games have had 35 and 12, which is 2.91. So that's another quarter increase. So me over 1.5 being 27 is ridiculous. Because I do expect players to match uh, lack match sharpness, and yeah. that normally tends to affect defenders more than it does attackers. I think yeah, this don't is a forget safe bet. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's an instinct yeah. thinking it. 
So, well, that's the thinking. It's like if you've if, if, what we seem to have learned from this is that most footballers, I think Andy's like frozen now. Yeah, most footballers, I, most footballers seem to have like some form of goal in their back garden from yeah. watching Instagram. So you can still yeah. practice shooting into a net and target practice. You can't practice marking a striker. Well, maybe you can. I just get your wife out and like, right, back to goal. Yeah. That's the, the, the that was the thing when the UK government re- uploaded that the most recent uh, level of thing you were talking about on Twitter. It's like can't wait to get my mum involved in a game of longies. Or like, <laughs> can't wait to play rugby with my gran like for the next <laughs> six months. Um, but I definitely like that 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 match sharpness is a huge thing. Like yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty confident in that one. Uh, just over one point five, over two point five is even money. But I don't want to be greedy. Over 1.5 is just over 1 to 3. Okay. I'm staying in, staying in the top league. Uh, FC Colne against Mainz. It's Sunday at 2.30pm. So there's no other game clashing with this one. You can give it your full attention in that time <laughs> slot. Uh, so Colne are now in the, in the top 10. Uh, they're 10th. And that's due to a wee decent run before the season was postponed where they scored an absolute shit ton of goals. Um, they They've been they've been on fire recently uh, in front of the net. You have to go back to December eighth when they played Union Berlin and got beat two 0 away from home for the last time that they hadn't scored in a game. So that's that's a big run of games where they've consistently scored goals. Uh, Mines aren't great; they're one point off the bottom three in in fifteenth. I think having to play games in front of no spectators in the current conditions is pretty horrible, but it'll be much more horrible for a team that's having to travel to get there as opposed to a team that's already in their home environment, their home surroundings, probably live quite close to the stadium anyway. I think everything just favours Cologne here and you can get them at evens. Um, so I'm I'm delighted with that price. Yeah, I, I watched that, um, the uh, Cologne versus uh, Union Berlin game and Cologne hammered them. <laughs> like, they spent the whole game trying, like, they were, they did not, their their lack of scoring was not for lack of trying. So, yeah, they, they, sc- they score goals. Um, I mean, they've, they've won 3 0 and 5 0 in a couple of games before the, the before all the matches start and get, get postponed. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that at the even money price. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, unsurprisingly, I'm also in Germany <laughs> for this one. Um, <laughs> and it's Hoffenheim versus Hertha Berlin. Uh, that is at half past two um, on Saturday. And I fancy this game to be a draw. I actually specifically fancy it to be a two-each draw um, because I think it will be high scoring and I think both teams will be very happy with the result. Both teams out of the last five games have drawn two and law, uh, well, uh, Hoffenheim have lost three of them. Hertha have picked up one. Hertha's away form, though, has been pretty good in their last few mm. games. They've got a couple of draws and a couple of away wins. Um, and they only lost to it. They drew uh, with Schalke in the Cup as well in this period and lost in extra time. Um, both of these teams are not really in any danger of, at the moment, getting relegated. Like Hertha have got a six-point gap. Um, down to Dusseldorf um, and Hoffenheim are in 35 points so they're out of the European places I think they'd both be happy with a decent result getting some points on the board and two each because they're both they've, they've, they've both concede and score quite a few goals Hertha's last game that they played um, where was it here the last game that they played away from home was 3-3 with Dusseldorf um, and they tend to concede as well so two each Two each is actually twelve to one, but I just you know the regular draw is thirteen to five. 
That makes a nice little treble. I can get on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing I was going to say, so this this may be just a message for the Patreon, right? This may be something silly. We could, in fact, just maybe do something like, see off the back of me saying about over 1.5 goals. See every game in the top two divisions in Germany. So every game that's on over the weekend to be over 1.5 goals is 35 to 1. Yeah, that's a good, that's decent odds. So it's, so it's 17 games. And what I was going to say is we could take 20 quid of the Patreon money and just then refund it all back out if it comes in. I like that. Hey, that's, yeah. a good, that's a good shout. All the patrons all, get up. Yes. Yeah, so patrons, you'll see this video tonight. We're not doing any editing this. We're going to give you the video right away. You can choose to watch it or wait for Gary to do his magic and make this sound like a, a well studio produced podcast. But we can shout it out there. That's all I would suggest is instead of us fucking penny pinching, we can maybe take 20 quid of the um, 90 odd that we get in and put it on a bet and we can all just try and enjoy goals in German football and we can cheer every time a goal goes in. Yeah. You've got to do it now. Now that it's mentioned, you've got to do well, it. Well, it'll be my bet anyway. I'll be putting a tenner of more money on anyway. Like I'll be going every game over one point five goals because mm-hmm. there's nothing on. And I, I really, I honestly think this is going to be shambolic. I think it's going to be awful. And I think there's a bit of see if I was a coach and I knew that everyone was going to be watching these games. Like the whole world is going yeah. to be watching these games. These are going to be the most watched games. It's like the UFC on Saturday. That it's been the most watched event by a mile, the same way WrestleMania was the most watched it's ever been. Nobody's getting me to. Yeah, I know. And that's that's it. You must. If if I was a coach at this point, that's what I'd be saying. Look, look you get the world on you. Like, go out and have fun. Like, people need I, this. I get goals. Yeah, Make go and show, Go and show them a nil-nil draw. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I want you to think of Tony Pulis's Stoke, right, and just <laughs> grind out. Um. But yeah, I'm up for that as well. So, Brilliant. John, awesome. it's been fun. I know, it's good actually to be back and have stuff to talk about. I actually can't wait to like, come back and do another one. To everyone, right? So there seems to be a lack of appetite. We get it. We're a betting podcast and that's kind of what people are following us for. See if we do the quizzes, the interviews, anything extra. Please, God, there's a way in the elevator. <laughs> that's something only for the Patreons that can see this video. Um, see if you see the stuff and it's not for you please share it because it's the only avenue we have to try and make more money because we can't ask for Patreon so we really need uh, the videos anything we do to get as much shares out there just for people to listen to people that have listened seem to have enjoyed the quizzes and taken part in them as for the interviews we're trying to get more and more and um, I'm hoping there'll be some fucking really good ones Andy's going to now go and chase Betty votes so we can talk about Scottish football yeah I'll try that's it. He'll be back as a Scotland manager after this. He'll be, he'll be parachuted <laughs> back in. Um, have a good weekend. Yeah. yeah cheers. cheers, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.